Everybody, Josh Neighbors here on the Neighborhood Watch. The Big 12 could be close to adding a school from the state of Washington. It's just not the school that everybody was talking about. Once again, this is the Neighborhood Watch. I am your host, Josh Neighbors, here on Crystal Ball College Football, part of the 365 Sports Network. The Neighborhood Watch, we do cover Big 12 football, but we also cover Big 12 basketball. So that is a big part of the story today. Find us on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore. You guys can find me at NWPod365 as well. You guys can also find it wherever you all get your podcast as well. Five stars in those places. Uh, so we got the news today, and I was surprised to see it. Brett McMurphy had it. Seth Davis had it first. But the Big 12 is seriously considering adding Gonzaga as a men's basketball member. So if you remember, this was something that was kicked around before, but it looks like right now the Big 12 is revisiting this again. Now, I've got some theories on maybe why they're doing it now. We'll hold off on those for right now, and we'll read from what Brett has to say because there's also an update on Washington State and Oregon State in this piece as well. Brett says, The Big 12 isn't quite done expanding yet. They are in serious considerations of adding Gonzaga as a men's basketball member for either the 2024 or 2025 school year, sources told the Action Network. This would be a major coup for the Big 12, a source said. A decision on Gonzaga could come quickly within the next two weeks, a source said. A key component is that Gonzaga could be willing to accept less revenue at the outset of joining the Big 12, similar to what SMU is joining at the you know, ACC before the Bulldogs would eventually receive full basketball revenue shares, a source said. The Big 12's decision comes just two months after the league announced, excuse me, it would add Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah in 2024. The Big 12 is not considering adding Oregon State and Washington State, a source said, or sources said. I want to read that one one more time. The Big 12 is not considering adding Oregon State or Washington State, sources said. Beside men's basketball, besides men's basketball, excuse me, Gonzaga would also join the Big 12 in baseball, if that's a big get. Women's soccer, I'm not sure about. Volleyball, men's, and women's tennis. Uh, the Messenger first reported this about the talks resuming. After the Big 12 announced in August that it would add Colorado, Arizona, ASU, and Utah, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark said the league was done expanding. Right now, we're done, he says, Yormark said in mid-August. We had a strategy, and effectively, we've been able to execute it. Initially, I wasn't sure we grow to 14 or 16 schools. I think 16 was kind of a dream scenario. That's what they are now. Your mark also said in August, conversations with Gonzaga and UConn were done. Now, obviously, he said, you know, for right now we are done and things do change. That's why Oregon State and Washington State, that is not totally dead in the water right now because, hey, things do change. But I think there's some other circumstances with Gonzaga and UConn in this. Um, unfortunately, things didn't work out because the dream scenario of getting 16 schools unfolded for us. Uh, and he's talking about UConn and Gonzaga. And that's what he told Andrew Marshan and John Orand on their podcast. However, because of the changing economics of future alignment, such as Cal and Stanford, SMU going to the ACC, where incoming schools would initially accept smaller revenue shares, the Big 12 decided to revisit adding Gonzaga if the school was receptive, a source said. Your mark has stated publicly multiple times he believes men's basketball media revenue is undervalued. And once the Big 12's media rights deal expires in 2031, he envisions negotiating separate deals for uh, football and men's basketball. 
the addition of Gonzaga and men's basketball give the Big 12 17 basketball members and strengthen what already is considered the nation's top basketball conference. Kansas, Baylor, Houston, and future member Arizona are all ranked in the top 11 of last year's final AP Top 25. All five schools are listed in the Almanac's preseason 20, uh, Top 25 rankings. And also Dennis Dodd wrote about this as well. He said this was kicked back up after meetings between the Big 12 Conference uh, presidents last week. And so that is a big reason why, hey, we are here now revisiting this idea. Dodd earlier today on Twitter said there is renewed interest from the Big 12 Conference to add the Zags basketball only member. Uh, you know, and I think there's obviously that's other sports too, but like they can't play football, so whatever. So we'll see if, how that gets hammered out. But Gonzaga was valued at 15 million per year over the summer less than half of Big 12 payout beginning in 24. Per sources, it could be now just a matter of negotiation. It says talks haven't progressed to a point of who would pay for the increase in the Big 12 rights. ESPN and Fox share the deal. If G was to negotiate based on that $15 million valuation, CBS Sports reported in the summer the Big 12 could be seeking money from members. Uh, also, Gonzaga is fifth in their own consulting poll, uh, yada, yada. Um, let's see. Zags, their viewership skews younger, apparently, as well. So that's obviously something that, you know, in hipper, younger, cooler has been something that we've talked about as well. So uh, this is pretty clear at this point in time. And also, the Pac-12 going away does help things as well for the Big 12 Conference. And also, too, one part of this, with the new schools coming into the Big 12, it actually helps out Gonzaga because there are some partner schools they can play with that aren't too far out of the range. And actually, they play in some states that Gonzaga was playing in before. Well, at least you, go, you know, go to mountain places. Now, Gonzaga travels a ton as it is, actually. You know, if you look at their non-conference schedule, Mark Few always makes a point of challenging the team because they want to make sure they get as challenged as possible due to their conference schedule being pretty weak. And they had a nice conference, was it two years ago, maybe? Uh, they had a good strong league, but think about it like this, like, all right, Gonzaga exposure is big. Yes, but they've put together rosters good enough to win national championships. Here's the problem though, is that they play all those tough games. Then they go through a season and they play, you know, a lot of schools that are, that just do not stack up or even come close to stacking up. And then they reach March and every team stacks up so they can beat some of them, but sometimes they just get bulldozed, right? I mean, you know, uh, so Arkansas kind of out physical them at times. They just kind of get overwhelmed by attributes of some teams. We saw it this year as well. To forgot it, they lost to this season. Um, but, you know, you think about Gonzaga, like that is their big problem, right? The huge problem for Gonzaga is every single year, the rubber eventually does meet the road and maybe it's not always a talent issue, but it is a, like, we haven't seen this kind of talent consistently uh, type of issue. That's kind of the problem for them. The Elite Eight, UConn. Now, UConn was a hammer, but I think they want to have the year where they are the hammer. And it looked like they were a few years ago, right? But they ran into the real hammer, the Baylor Bears. And the thing about Big 12 schools, guys, is they've got, yeah, they've got losses all over the, the resume at the end of the year. But you know that those losses help forge whatever that final product is. And the final product oftentimes is a national championship contender every single year and, and the zags too guys wasn't like they were cakewalking this year 12 point win over grand canyon three point win over tcu three point win over ucla 28 point loss against uconn so it makes sense for gonzaga right because if you're gonzaga like you have the exposure you're getting pretty good players what do you want now 
further exposure, yes, too. But like this takes you to the next level because you are part of the best basketball conference in the country and your conference games now include like those matchups. Like you are now cultivating rivalries. You are building a brand by building connections with other brands, right? Gonzaga, Kansas once or twice a year, Gonzaga, Houston, at least once a year, Gonzaga, Baylor, at least once a year, Gonzaga, Arizona, at least once a year, Gonzaga, Texas tech, at least once a year. You all get the gist of what I'm saying here on the flip side of things. You know, guys, I, I have to think that the way things have looked for the Big 12 in football this year has to make you think about what the Big 12's identity is. And I'm not saying the struggles of the Big 12 this season have anything to do with this, but overall, like, this makes sense. The Big 12 is the basketball league. I'm not saying they can't be competitive in football. We saw what TCU did last year. But, you know, in a year like this, guys, like, who is the big dog on the block? Right. Even with Utah, all the problems, you know, Utah's in the league this year. Think about all the issues they've had injury wise. Like, even with them in the league and with Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and, and you know, all, all those schools being in the league, you exclude Oklahoma and, uh, and Texas. Like, there is no team that you would consider one of the best 12 in the country as a part of the Big 12. Maybe Utah, but they're not at full strength yet. So we don't know what that looks like. Right. Uh, we know Kyle Whittingham's a great coach. We know how Utah finishes seasons, but uh, right now they are going through it. I think in full strength they might be, but who knows? We have not seen that product yet on the field for the Utes. So in a year like this, you know, it's down and whatnot, and, and the Big 12 might have fluctuations year to year. They're trying to get to a point where that's not the case. But the thing is, like, that is the reality of it. The one thing is there's not a whole lot of fluctuating year to year in the Big 12 basketball, right? Kansas is Kansas. Baylor has become Baylor in many ways. Arizona, uh, obviously now with Tommy Lloyd, is recruiting at an incredibly high level. Gonzaga is always a contender if you add them into the league. Houston, with Kelvin Sampson, always a contender. Texas Tech made a national championship game. I, I think Grant McCaslin is a really good hire for them. I think it's going to work out pretty well for Texas Tech, in my opinion. Right, And so you think about this league and the, the strength of its basketball brand, and the number of great matchups that it can provide the television partners throughout. I mean, Gonzaga against anybody is great. Like Gonzaga against West Virginia, it's it's our it's sure it's like fantastic. Let's let's just do it. Gonzaga goes all the way to UCF, right? Cross country trip, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. And I'm even giving you the small ones. Gonzaga at Iowa State, like all of these games are must see because those are also really strong programs. Right? And TJ Otzelberger, you know, he's a couple shooters away from having this thing. At Iowa State, you know, if he's got some some good guard play and a couple of more guys who can create, and I mean, I think they've got a chance to be a you know a, a perennial top twenty program, top twenty five program for sure. Building out the basketball brand is the best way I think to keep the Big Twelve maybe even associated in football. Right, the SEC and the Big Ten could run away with this thing, and I say run away with this thing, I mean the structure of the future of college football, but the tournament does make a lot of money too. And if you're going to expand that tournament and make it bigger, and they are eventually going to take control of it, in my opinion, and you're just going to let more power conference teams into the thing, like I'd rather have the deck stacked in the favor of the Big 12. And guys, here's a problem. The Big 10, they have all these like pretty decent basketball brands, sure, but uh, the Big 12 plays modern basketball. Those schools do not, right? There is a reason why Zach Eadie's Purdue team lost. It's because you can't, you can't pound the ball inside and expect, you know, to, to beat teams. They're going to jack a bunch of threes. and They get hot. 
that's, that's just not going to work for you. You got to be able to go shot for shot. That's why actually why UVA beat that really good Purdue team, that really good Purdue team a few years ago that had Carson Edwards and Klein, you know, all these guys who could shoot. Like that's the thing about, it. they could bang threes on you all night long and UVA got pressed into a situation where they had to shoot and they could do it. Most years UVA could not respond. And that's why we saw them lose to UMBC. And so the big 12 was playing modern basketball and they're playing it with guys who are going to the NBA and they sometimes get guys like Cade Cunningham and you get guys like Gonzaga who are stars. You get guys like Houston. Jarris Walker was just a lottery pick as well. You get all of these guys coming together and it creates a league. It's Keontae George was just drafted in the first round too. A league that has stars, it's got big brands, it's got great matchups, it's got quality teams, it's got great coaches, it's got a little bit of everything, right? It's a little bit of everything, and also the venues. I mean, even Gallagher-Iba is like this unbelievable venue. Uh, Hilton Coliseum, unbelievable venue. The Octagon of Doom with K-State and Jerome Tang is an unbelievable venue now. And I would not count them out in any season. Obviously, of Allen Fieldhouse. You're going to add into that the McHale Center, out there in Arizona. You're going to add on to that going and playing at the kennel as well. Houston, the Fertitta center gets rocking. So they've got all of these excellent venues and they've got all of these awesome spots and they've got ESPN and Fox. And I mean, like you want to put on the best basketball matchups every single night. Like, I mean the big 12 at this point, guys, hell, they might get a one seed. That's got 10 losses. Like, you know what? This 21 and 10 Kansas team has uh, 12 ranked wins. So we got to put them in. And also too, part of this, the Big 12 is going to go to 20 conference games most likely, right? It sounds like that's that's where they're going to head. So if they have more members and more quality members and they're bringing more quality matchups, then the television networks are going to be more apt to give them more money because it's like this, I mean, you know, what else could you want if you're like Fox? I mean, FS1 just populate that thing with Big 12 basketball every night, right? If you can't do Fox, right? Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2, like just populate that thing. I mean, look, I know we're going to get some good Big Ten games and whatnot, but you'd rather watch Iowa. Well, Iowa gets up and down, so I just kind of like watching them play. Iowa, Wisconsin play, or you're going to watch some of that Big 12 action, right? Ohio State against Purdue, that's a great, that's sometimes a really good matchup. It's strong. Uh, but, you know, in terms of hoops, like I'd rather see Baylor play Kansas. I'd rather see Baylor play like Oklahoma State. I'd rather see K-State play Kansas. I'd rather see K-State play Arizona State or, uh, uh, you know, Arizona. So all of the Arizona State's quality program, too. Tad Boyle's going to have to cut out, uh, his work cut out for him in Colorado. You're just seeing, I think that's the angle. And I think if, if we're talking about, all right, like these are the two money makers, football and basketball. Your angle is to stay relevant in hoops. So you're kind of included in the whole thing, right? Like I don't see a situation where the Big 12 gets left out of the, of the football conversation, you know, like the Big East is. And the Big East just doesn't have schools that have football, right? I mean, UConn does and some other ones have smaller football teams. But generally speaking, they don't have football. So I think... That is the angle for the Big 12. Now, obviously, the money part of this is big, but what the Big 12 might ask the schools to do is front them some cash to make this thing happen. And for Gonzaga, guys, it's worth losing the money because what else are you accomplishing at this point in time? The Zags have not won a title yet. And I think a challenge, and I think the Big East was definitely a challenge this year, and I think that forged UConn into what they were, you know, I, I don't think the Big East was a better league overall than the Big 12, but it was it was definitely number two in the country this year. Gonzaga getting into that league, like this league is producing national champions right now. The best leagues, I should say, are producing national champions, right? Those that forge great teams throughout the year. There was no question if UConn had been tested throughout the season, could they bring it that the way they did during the postseason? And they did bring it 
the way they had, you know, they, they needed to during the postseason. And they showed that throughout the year against high level competition. So I think that's what Gonzaga wants, right? They don't want St. Mary's to be the only challenges. They don't want USF once a year on the road to be the only challenge that they're facing a little bit in the conference tournament as well. That is what Gonzaga is aiming for this season, in my opinion, right? They lost St. Mary's this year. Uh, they lost Loyola Marymount this year, but they played Baylor. They played uh, Alabama. They played Xavier. They played Purdue. They played Kentucky. They played Texas. They played Michigan State. I mean, all of these schools they played, like they don't have to do that anymore. Still be a part of those tournaments uh, as well. But, but I, I think that's why you, you know, you, you go after them just like from their perspective. It makes a lot of sense. Now, everybody's got to be on board with this, but I think, I think you're seeing it now, guys. It's just this is, this is the avenue. The Big 12. You know, about football, like, I hope it goes well for them. And I hope they continue to build. And I hope these programs get better and ascend, even in a 12-team playoff era where they might get discredited at times. I hope they ascend and compete at the level that we saw at TCU did. But the one thing I feel strongly about is, hey, man, on a year where uh, it looks like the Big 12 might not be as relevant with those schools that we're talking about. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas might have them pretty relevant. In a year, the Big 12 might not be relevant in the CFP picture. And even in a 12-team section, you're probably like, man, like, do we favor the Big 12 champion over any other Power 5 champion? Take out OU in Texas, add Utah and the other, four, other three schools. Think about who are the favorites to win other leagues right now. Michigan, Alabama, uh, Florida State, right? Uh, um, Oregon and Washington, and they'll move to the Big Ten, whatever. But take the top three out of all those leagues and even just think about like the new leagues, right? Would you favor any of the top Big 12 school over like any of those schools? I mean, would Utah be favored over North Carolina on a neutral field? I think maybe if they're fully healthy, yeah, they would. But it's a, it's a pretty close toss-up. Probably favor over Louisville, right? You, you know, you might think Utah, yeah, probably favored over Louisville. But the top three out of the Big Ten, Ohio State, Penn State, uh, Michigan, even with Oregon and Washington in the mix, would you favor them over any of those schools? Would you favor them right now over uh, Georgia? Would you favor them right now over Alabama? Would you favor them right now over LSU, uh, Oklahoma, or Texas? No, you wouldn't. And so that would that changes year to year. That can change year to year, which is fine. But what can you? What advantage can you get as a league that keeps you relevant all the time, guys? They play hoops from November all the way through April. And it's still a revenue-making sport. It's on TV all the time. In college basketball, it does matter. Like, they, they play football 12 times. I know we talk about it all year long, but they only play 12 regular season games. One championship game, a bowl game as well, too. And CFP, we'll see how many we end up playing. But, like, you know, these games happen more frequently. Uh, and once again, the big money is in the football, but basketball is going to bring it as well. And as the TV rights climb up, the Big 12 is this unbelievable television property you know, when it comes to basketball and I do see value in basketball as well too. college basketball games are pretty short. Generally speaking, you do have a couple of the thousand and whatnot, and they should just go to quarters. Um, they should do 10 minute quarters, honestly, at this point in time. I mean, let's be honest guys. Like they might not cause it's, we have under 16, under 12, under eight and under four. So you get those four timeouts in. If you go to two quarters in the first half, you have an under five end of quarter under five end of quarters. Like you cut one out and you could take one of a dead ball stoppage, whatever time out, whatever you want to do, but it'd make the pacing go better. But still college basketball games are not super long. And so pacing wise, I think you will feel pretty good about like 
you know, hey, this sport jives better with a younger generation because they don't have as long of attention spans. And if the quality is very good, you've got a good shot at, you know, convincing them to do it. So that's pretty big, right? That's obviously huge with this. Um, but let's see about the money and let's see if the networks would front this. And let's see, you know, because here's the thing. There's always a number, right? How much will Gonzaga, how much are they willing to give? Are the conference members going to have to give? And what will the TV companies give? And they all have to come together and figure out a reason for that. But Brett Yormark's got to be going and saying, you know, and also he might be targeting UConn next, but Brett Yormark has to be going and saying this. Look, man, uh, I can pretty much guarantee you're going to get a national champion in the next few years out of this. You're definitely get some final four teams, right? Like you're going to get, you're basically having one seeds be playing on your, on your screen all the time. Big time brands that have cachet, that have great coaches, have star players. They'll have, you know, big billing, all of those things that you want out of your games, you will get great atmospheres, all of it. We can provide all of it. Uh, and so it's a worthwhile investment for them to do, to chip in some more money. Gonzaga's going to have to give, maybe the conference has to give, and then the TV networks will have to give. But I think there is somewhere in between. One final thought on this, uh, the Washington State and Oregon State piece of this. And once again, let's wait until their legal proceedings are over. The Big 12 has no interest in them right now, right? And I think also you have to think like, yeah, sure. Don't, don't let one thing stop you from a, you know, don't let one thing like this stop you, one season, I should say, stop you from making a choice, right? Uh, you know, one season where somebody is down, like the Big 12 is down, right? I'm telling you guys it's down. But like that is a sign of things that that could happen uh, for them in football and whatnot. This other way around is Oregon State and Washington State are up. They're quality programs, but there's no guarantee they stay at the top. And also TV companies don't value them the way that, um, you know, they could. They do well. They do well in ratings. Wazoo does. But that's not because there's a lot of people in Pullman. There's less than 50K. It's because the games are on the, the only time and people watch those games because they're on at those late windows. So that's why Washington State and Oregon State, you have to see what happens to the Pac-12 and how much those assets are worth. And can they scrap part of the league? Can they pay off the debt? Can they make some money off of it? Are they a worthwhile asset afterwards? But right now, guys, there's no indication that the league wants them, which means there's no indication that television networks want them. That does not mean it cannot happen. Brett Yormark said, we're done. They're adding a school for basketball. Now, when I thought he said we're done, I think it was more of a football thing. Um, but, you know, hey, we're done. It could mean, hey, you know, we're done. But still, you know, I, I think about it like this, like, like, hell, man, like, you know, those two schools, I feel like they'd be in the league now if they were really worth anything or worth a significant amount. All right, that will do it for this special edition of the Neighborhood Watch. Make sure you all come back tomorrow for our Power Rankings edition of the Neighborhood Watch. That should be fun. Follow us on Twitter at NWPod365. Find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. See you folks tomorrow.